With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, welcome back. We are episode wild card win. Um, never in doubt, just like all the other games are, man. I really so I actually just touched down and um, I, I flew in, so I missed the whole first half. So I really didn't see how the first half went, and then I I was actually expecting them to trail. So when I saw it was twelve zero, I'm like, wow, they really did adjust. So. Let's uh, let's review some some tweets. Let's see uh, see what some of the experts were saying here. So um, yesterday, Ross Tucker, who is not very bright, said the better coach teams that dominated the trenches are two and zero in the playoffs so far. Expect that to continue today. Clearly, meaning that because the Ravens dominated last game, they would think that it would happen again today. But I don't know, man. If you just watch last game, that. They played a lot better than people think they did. They just gave up like two or three long runs, so it made it look a lot worse than what it really was. Um, Jason Lockenfora, also noted not smart person, said, um, and he's like he's a Ravens fan too, so I can see this. He said, "Am I totally crazy for to think that the Ravens could host the Colts in the AFC Championship game? Like, come on, man! What are you watching? They play the the Ravens." If you saw the Ravens' schedule on who they beat, like you would see that there's no way that they would be able to just run through the playoffs like they like people thought they would. And the Chargers are the first team to see them again, which leads us to Bucky Brooks. 
Uh, Bucky has some takes. Let's just say that. So he said this morning, be careful assuming the Chargers will have an answer for the Ravens offense because they've seen it previously. Baltimore also has film on how L.A. defended their read option, which they honestly didn't even run read option, so I'm not sure why I said that. And they certainly have complimentary plays in the book to attack the adjustments. Well, as you saw, they did not. <laughs> there was nothing they could do. And, like, head coaches or, like, offensive coordinators are super stubborn. So if they think it worked last time, they're going to go into the same mindset as it's going to work again this time. So that's what I said. That's what I mean when um, – those long runs probably hurt the Ravens because they thought they would be able to get away with it. But in the first half of last game, the Ravens averaged 5.4 yards a carry. And then the Chargers went into halftime. They were able to adjust to the speed, whatever it was. And then that's when they shut them down. They, they averaged like, um, I think it was 3.2 yards a play. And their success rate was like 23%. They just couldn't do anything at all against the Chargers. So um, busting those three plays, that uh that probably hurt them. So um here's why I was also very confident yesterday. This is really crazy. Um yesterday I was Mike Michael Peterson got married. He's a Charger fan on Zone Tracks on Twitter if you haven't heard of him. <clears throat> um I was at his wedding yesterday and I was I got up in front of like the entire wedding party uh to walk out the door and ran smooth into some glass. It was terrible and the whole damn wedding party saw it. Um, so when I, when that happened, I was like, oh, it's not getting any worse than this charge are going to win. So as you saw, came out dominated, but just talking about what all we saw today, um, I saw people noticing like how the charge were playing defense, but like they did that, they did that all game last time. They, uh, they just, excuse me, they have speed, they have way too much speed. So they like play heavy up front. Um, they today it looks like they covered up like all the guards just to keep their safeties clean. Adrian Phillips, man, he's like he's so fun to watch. He like plays his ass off, and he he had play he had some plays today that I just saw in the second half where he is like fighting off three hundred and ten pound guys and like not just like avoiding him. He's like holding him up strong, man. He's just uh, he's a really good player. So um, guys, keep but keeping guys like. Um, Jenkins or Adai or James or just like all the safeties that are on the field, keeping them clean. And a lot of people think like that would be the wrong way to go. But I think Gus Bradley has a good like that was a good idea by him just because if you're not if you're not big, don't try to be big with one of your worst guys. Just just beat him to the spot by using your speed. So um, that was really good. So I, I only saw the. Um, <clears throat> so like I, I only saw after halftime. So. Special teams, man. I don't know what was going on. The very first play that I saw was Des, uh, Des's kick return, who should have been the all-pro kick returner, by the way. But I saw him, and I, I guess I didn't know that he had one earlier. That was really cool. But So I saw the long, the long kick return, and then I saw a missed field goal. And then the very next possession, I saw a block punt. And then I think the Ravens also, I saw um, Tucker miss a field goal. So... That was like one of the worst special team games I've seen, man. And I don't know why they are sticking around with Donnie Jones. Let me see what his average was because he's just not very good. And for some reason they are, and I don't want to hear about holding because there's no way you convince me that that's the case, but I don't, he just doesn't get the job done, man. Let me see what, what did he do today? I, it's probably something terrible, like under 40 yards, like he always is. 
I'm pretty sure he takes like four or five steps to punt the ball too, which is bad. He averaged, oh my God. He averaged, he had five punts today and he averaged 35 yards a punt. That is awful. That is like high, like high schoolers can do that. If, if high schoolers can do that, there has to be somebody out there that can punt the ball. Like their field position is going to get crushed like later on against one of these, one of these offenses like the Colts or the Chiefs or the Patriots, if he can't flip the field, man, they're they're in tough. They're in for a deep. They, uh, I'm surprised. That, I would be surprised if they don't move on after this year. But, I mean, that feels kind of obvious. But what, there's no reason to wait for the offseason to make a change because Don Jones is not very good. Um, how about Melvin Ingram today, man? He was everywhere. That dude looked like a man possessed. Uh, let me see what he finished with. I think I'm pretty sure he, uh, <clears throat> pretty sure he had two sacks. Okay there, Kurt. So Melvin finished the game with, yeah, two sacks, seven tackles. He was just all over the place. They moved him inside quite a bit and he was given Hurst, uh, Hurst big time issues. If I remember right, Hurst played tackle at North Carolina and he got bumped inside. I think it was like a, a later round pick too. So, but he was always known as like a bad athlete, which makes sense why they bumped him inside. But um, yeah, he just, he had no answer for Melvin Ingram, just spin move, a um, little hesitation. It almost looks like he's doing like a crossover, but man, he, uh, he balled out today. That's for sure. So they're going to need, but they're going to need that same kind of thing against Tom Brady too, because um I I want I'm having a I don't know off the top of my head how good that offensive line is, but I actually think the Chargers have the advantage in their secondary against like the Patriots receivers. So if they can um, if they can get after him, they have a good chance. I uh, I actually think that the Patriots are a good matchup for them, but we can get into that a little bit later. Just keeping it going with this game, um, just bouncing around a little bit. How about fourth and one? Or it's sorry, it's I think it's third and seven or third and eight. Uh, Lamar is scrambling around, breaks the pocket late in the game, and Derwin kind of chases him down. I don't know if he was a spy or not, but he basically he broke his angle. And a lot of guys, I mean, shoot, we've seen it every week that Lamar just like breaks your angle. So for Derwin to like track him down and prevent getting that first down, that was huge. This this game. The way they, especially the way they move the ball at the end there, uh, they might have lost this game if uh, if Derwin doesn't make that play. So he makes the tackle on Lamar, and from there, uh, that's when Tucker came out and missed the field goal. So um, just some of these athletes that they have on defense, it's really changed. Uh, it's really changed what they what they're able to do. Like Phillips is super fast. Obviously, Jatavis not play didn't play today, but like he's a super athlete. And Derwin, we know his speed and. Up front today, Nuosu, big time athlete. You can like you can tell he like he just brings a different level of speed. So um, Nuosu Ingram, when they they can come off the edge like that with and still have like both on the field, that's nuts, man. Um, Mike Davis dropped that interception. He made it. I mean, he made a nice play on the ball, and he made another nice play on the ball down in the end zone, but. I feel like those were the ones that like Casey Hayward was catching the last two years. So I don't know if we were so spoiled by that and expect everything to be an interception, but 
feels like they've dropped quite a few interceptions this year. Speaking of Casey Hayward, what was that on that? What was he doing on that um on that touchdown? Like he had, I, he, it just looked like it. Honestly, looked like um, he didn't know that they were going to keep, like they were going to throw past ten yards. It was really weird, man. Really, really weird. Um, uh, let me see some of these comments. I missed out on. Uh, is Jay Brown done for the season? Uh, I don't think they've put him on IR yet, but I'm. I thought that I thought that he was. I, I assumed that he was out for the season. Somebody can probably correct me on that. Uh, let me see here. Uh, how do we feel about being the name, being the same officiating crew for the? Oh, will, will these officials be in the in the Super Bowl? These are like some of the worst officials that I've ever seen. Like, how is that Derek Watt play not a touchdown? I thought he was obviously in. And then the Melvin Gordon play, the like the very next player that that third down. There's just just from little from what little of the game I saw, these refs were horrible, like so so bad. Um, the idea of having the safeties as linebackers was genius. James and Phillips and Adai as linebackers were good. Yeah, man, Gus like he made some really good adjustments. He did. He did. Like they did a lot of good things in the second half of last game. Um, it's like, for example, covering up the, like I said, like a double eagle is what they call. So you cover up the center and both guards. That way your dudes behind can just like run all over. And that's what he did. So like he made adjustments, but I feel like he also last game, they weren't prepared for like whenever Lamar would like roll out for the pocket or whenever he would just like a play action or anything like that. It seemed like they were, they, they, they knew everything that was coming. So they did uh, some really good work and, it, it probably helped that they were able to just see them so recent. So it was all probably muscle memory from studying it last time, and they were just able to correct it. So I saw Feeney get blown up every time, was almost scored a touchdown. What do we have to do to get Lamp in? So I didn't um, I didn't see much of that, meaning that I haven't caught. I didn't catch the offensive line play much today. But, I mean, that's not surprising. I, I was listening to uh, on the Ringer podcast, Michael Lombardi was actually talking about that. Showfield is even worse, which I don't think he is, but they're both they are both very just not good. And a team like the Ravens, man, you got to give them credit. They are super physical and super aggressive, and they blitz the most out of any team in the NFL. They blitz 61% of the time. Or sorry, they don't they pressured Rivers last game 61% of the time. So with knowing them that they blitz so much, I figured that it was gonna be another rough one for the offensive line. The Ravens, man, they're just a really good defense. The good news is the Patriots are nowhere near as physical and nowhere near as like just fast and aggressive. So that's another reason why I like that matchup a lot. I think I feel feel like uh, Rivers going to have quite a bit of time to throw the ball next week, and I think the offense is going to light it up. But more questions, hard to say, but I think he expected help from Jenkins over the top. Yeah, on that, uh, it it had to it had to have been I, I didn't even see I don't even think they showed the replay they only showed it like after he ran by him but uh just speaking about that Hayward INT that was nuts man I've never seen him do that so I, th- I feel like you give him the benefit of the doubt it just came at one of the worst possible times to have that happen in the freaking playoffs man um and then don't they have me Bain Brown legit Lamp can't get in because of his ability he's the same He's not the same player as his ACL. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty uh, the, the common theme that we're hearing too. 
just about he, he, he can't move like he used to. Like what made Lamp so good is he was able to get to spots that not a lot of other linemen could. So um, <clears throat> will we use Henry as a decoy next week to keep the tight end goat open? So here's my train of thought. They knew that they were going to win this week. Duh. Happened. Next week, knowing that they're going to go against Gronkowski, going to activate Henry to show the Patriots that Henry is better than Gronkowski. So Tom Telesco up to his old tricks, fooling us all. So will he be a decoy? I don't know. I was I heard through the grapevine that Henry was not going to like he wasn't going to play this week. He's not he earlier in the week. He just didn't look that great, supposedly. So um, it's not too much of a surprise. And I didn't know what he was going to do anyways this game. But if he's able to – I think if he just progresses, if he's able to progress like they think he is within a week, he – I think he has a better – he has a much better chance of playing in seven days as he did uh, seven days ago, if that makes sense. He's just progressing a lot more. And I think giving him this week off, uh, the the train of thought would be – that way um, <clears throat> he can contribute more in two weeks and not just play like 10 plays here. Cause I mean, the, the odds that he gets dinged up and has a setback is probably greater than he makes, uh, he, he makes like a third and five conversion, something like that. Um, honestly, I think they forgot how to play conventional football after Lamar couldn't throw for three quarters. I mean, <laughs> that was, that was a weird, weird game. It seems like the Ravens coaching staff was so terrified that like Lamar is going to fall. Like he does fumble a lot. That that should be the the main criticism. He's he just doesn't hold on the ball. But um, like that, him throwing the ball would just set that offense back so much. They do not even in the third down um, in in the third quarter or no, it was the fourth quarter. Like when they were making those drives when they're about to come back, their first pass play was him. Rolling to the right, he faked like he was going to run it, and then he, like, pulled up. It, it looked like a trick play, like something you do with a running back. So, like, that was their idea of passing. And then the final two drives, they, like, run their regular offense, and would, what would you know? He's starting to make plays. But I think their coaches are so terrified of him. They're going to have to review that. But, I, uh, yeah, they were able to shut that offense down, that's for sure. Um, I, I saw – I looked at some of the numbers that the defense had, um, at one point, I think it was with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, the Ravens had 39, had run 39 plays and only had 90 yards. That is just ridiculous. You, you don't see that at all. You don't see that on any level. What is that? Like, uh, two and a half yards. Yeah. It's like two and a half yards of carry or two and a half yards of play. It doesn't happen, man. Um, and I think before those last, those last two scoring drives, um, when Baltimore was starting to move the ball. They hadn't had a first down for like two and a half quarter for like two, almost two full quarters. That uh, that kind of tells you how prepared and how good that the Chargers played on defense. I think uh, it looked like their tackling was a lot better. So and that was really what got them last game. So like all these uh, just the perception of how how last game was was so off. Um, just a couple missed tackles. And a couple, a couple big plays made it seem like the Ravens were a lot better than what what they really did, and it just weren't, man. It, it it really didn't feel like they would have the same type of success that they did last game. 
of the, all the passes down the field, uh, first play of the game, Mike Williams had his man beat. So that's a win. But balls underthrown, interception. Keenan Allen, back shoulder fade, is open, called for offensive pass interference. Very next play, Mike Williams, third and 14, gets 20 yards. Um, Keenan's still arguing with the refs. Play doesn't count. Like Those things aren't going to happen again. And then the final interception to Travis Benjamin, which didn't have any real effect of the game because it was already over. But those, you, those are the plays that the, you know, you'd remember. So you would think you had some success, but those aren't like repeated. That's not going to happen again. Uh, I swear Gus Bradley is purposely trying to give Chargers fans a heart attack with his late fourth quarter, fourth quarter defense. So on the play where Derwin jumped super high in the air and it went over his head, it, they were still blitzing and playing man coverage. Like that play just happened to happen. Um, like I said, if Mike, if Mike Davis intercepts the ball, we are not talking about this. He stayed aggressive. They played man coverage. They just, uh, they just didn't get after it on that drive. But Nosu came through, nice speed off the edge, and swatted it out of his hands so he didn't have to worry about it. But uh, was a little nervous when they started moving the ball at the end there. But I felt like that, like a sack, would just take him out. And, <clears throat> and the Chargers were able to do it. I do not understand the, the willingness to. So I'm well aware that he didn't, just by all that everything that I've heard, that he did not – play well in the first half and just the Ravens as a team didn't, but I don't understand going to Joe Flacco. First of all, have you seen Joe Flacco? Lamar playing is the re like Joe Flacco is the reason that you put Lamar in, in the first place. So why would you take him out? Who is a statue by the way. And as you can see, some of those plays at the end, like that's Lamar just being an athlete and buying time. Flacco would have got crushed, man. And like, it's not like he's the greatest thrower ever. You guys have seen him plays. If if Flacco was in the game, I feel like the Chargers would have been favorites if Flacco was a starting quarterback. Like that's how big of a difference between like what he can do for that offense and what Lamar can do for that offense. He's just not he's not good. They're gonna cut him in the offseason. That's it's dumb that just a knee-jerk reaction that people would want Flacco in, but yeah, um, you just got to give – really should be giving credit to what the Chargers were able to do to them, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just the Chargers were really, really good on defense. And I feel like we're going to – we've been seeing that for, like, the last – what? It seems like the last two months or so, that's what it's been like. They've been a very, very good defense. Even somebody, somebody asked me today, like, what are they going to do to hide their bad run defense – and over the last two months, they've actually been like a top seven run defense in the NFL. It's they're not uh, they're not what we're used to seeing. That's for sure. They they they're literally um, are <clears throat> sorry. They I'm trying to think of how to say it. Just like it's really just their speed. Their speed is just taken over, and it's just not what we're used to seeing. Not what we saw last year. I don't know if it's like a health thing. Um, guys playing confident. Guys running. Um, Running the ball, flying the ball, playing with each other, um, feeding off each other. So, would they, should they have run Justin Jackson instead of Eckler on that goal line play in the first quarter? Uh, I did not see it. So, I, I don't know what happened in the first quarter. So, I missed uh, the, the whole first half. Somebody's going to have to chime in on that one. But speaking of Eckler, he had the first down. Like, if he, if he makes that first down, 
and runs off what three minutes or the Chargers get another get a first down. We're not talking about that late Gus Bradley fourth quarter either. It looked pretty clear that he could like he had an angle on getting the first down just live and then slow mo on direct. You're like, wow, why did he go down? It seems like I, I imagine in his head he's just trying to run the clock, but I don't know if he. I don't know. That was just – I don't know if it was a brain fart or what. Bagley's going to kick us to the Super Bowl. He's a difference maker. So even with the miss, it seemed like a good – so I think Bagley's miss – and this sounds super homer, by the way, and I totally get this. Um, this seems like more of a process versus results. So he, he seemed like in Baltimore he's trying to drive these kicks low, and <clears throat> that's what – like that's how – you affect the wind because it was supposedly like 14 mile an hour wind. So he drives it low and it just so happened to get blocked that time. But we saw it other times. I think what he hit today. Uh, five of six. And yeah, that one was a block. So and he hit a 53 yarder. So he knows it's just a process results thing, man. Yeah, he's he's really good. He uh, I don't know how that. um how they went so long with Sturgis. Oh, that's still funny to think about, man. Like how, how bad was he? How, how long was that dude's leash? I wonder what Bagley looked like in practice to, to not be able to get these opportunities because he, uh, he's killing it right now. He's, he's kind of been godsend for them for sure. So it's definitely good to have Sturgis out here. Uh, Bagley is the goat, but we have Donnie. Yeah. Don, yeah. We talked about Donnie. If you guys missed that, uh, he's got to go, man. He's just not cutting it. He's averaging 35 yards a punt. And if you go outside right now, we should all do a challenge and just like hashtag it, Donnie. Go outside, try to see if you can punt a ball 35 seconds. And if you want to simulate it to like NFL, just take a take a step, just take one step and punt it over 30 yards. And let's we should do that for real because I don't think you understand how bad that is for a professional. For somebody who does this for a living, can't can't punt the ball that far. That's just mind blowing to me. I mean, Aguayo outkicked Sturgis in the preseason, and they kept him. That he really did. He didn't miss, but apparently, practice was a different story. Who knows, man? Like like practice means more. Oh man, yeah, he did. He messes up a lot. He does a lot of bad things. Jones in general. Um, he got some fortunate rolls in this game. Oh, he did have that that very last one. I think that was his longest one, where he uh, it kept it seemed like it rolled like ten more yards. So I don't know, man. He uh, he's got to go. We know that though. So looking at oh, let me see the expert picks. We didn't get to those. Uh, Matt Bowen picked the Ravens. Don't have anything bad to say. Love Matt Bowen. Um, Lewis Riddick. Well, well, well. Lewis Riddick picked the Ravens, and I'm sure that he had some very smart things to say. I'm sure that he has he is totally sure what the Chargers wanted to do. Um, Uncle Lou, wrong again. What do you know? Oh, uh, who else? The other guy. I don't know who these other people are, but they're all they're all ESPN guys. They they honestly look like some just frat bros. I don't know. Uh, let me see who else. Oh, we already saw Jason Locking Forward did. Yeah, I don't know any of those CBS dudes either. But a lot of people did pick the Ravens, and I would love to know their reasoning 
I imagine it was just because they won last time and they saw they saw Rivers being sacked a lot. Uh, that, yeah, that's not sustainable. How they how they won last time. I'm I, I'm honestly surprised that the Chargers were underdogs in this. I mean, I get that they're they're on the road, but how much does home field advantage mean when you have a rookie quarterback and you're going against uh, a Philip Rivers, like a quarterback of that caliber? This doesn't make much sense to me. Oh well. Charge one. Do you think Henry's going to play next week? I do. Yeah, I think he will be able to get on the field. And I think next week would be more of like this week where it'd be situational or where people thought it would be like this week, where it's just like situational 10, 15 plays, blah, blah, blah. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the Patriots. So let's uh, over with the Ravens. They won. They knew that they were going to win. It's not much of a surprise to me. So I, I think that we were all pretty confident that the Chargers were going to win. Um, it's not – they scored 24 points last game on some on a 63-yard pass and, and like, two big runs. Uh, and the Chargers were probably not going to be – first of all, the Chargers had Austin Eckler back, had a healthier Melvin Gordon back. It just didn't seem like they were going to have that – those same struggles on offense. So let's see some of the Patriots' numbers. They are – the fifth best offense, fourth best passing offense, ninth best rushing offense. And actually from watching them a little bit this year, their run game is really good. And it's obviously it's not like the Ravens running game, but they will go like old school and get under center and bring in a bunch of bodies and just run it with Sony Michelle. So that will be a challenge for the Chargers for sure. Good news is Chargers are good at stopping the run and I mean, obviously, family comes first, but I think we all um, against the against a team like the Patriots, they are definitely going to uh, need a guy like Brandon Meebane just to help inside and stop that run. But man, hopefully, like I said, his family's okay, and that comes first because football is certainly not that serious. Um, defensively, the Patriots are. Let's see. Uh, middle of the pack, 16, have the 14th best passing defense and 19th best rushing defense. Let's see how they do against certain receivers. It looks like they're not good at stopping the other team's running back, so maybe that means we'll see a lot of Gordon Eckler-Jackson in the passing game. What else? Let's look at some of the Patriots' stats. I feel like, I mean, I don't know what his numbers say, but I feel like just going off memory that this has been a quote-unquote down year for Tom Brady. That's not true. He has more passing yards than Phillip Rivers. He has a couple less touchdown passes. But, I don't know, it seemed like he's just been more shoddy. He's more shaky. He... I don't know. Something is off about the Patriots. I don't know if it is because they lack that big weapon like a Josh Gordon or what. Um, Sony Michelle, 931 yards. Julian Edelman, top receiver. He only has 850 yards. I think he did miss some time, but I think that's what I mean, though. They don't have like a guy that will like scare you. Like the Steelers have Antonio Brown. The Chiefs have Tyree Kill. The Saints have Michael Thomas. The Patriots don't have that guy. And the Chargers 
Like those are the guys, those are the kind of guys that I feel like give the Chargers fits where you can like you can be so good, like you have your pass rush there, but a guy gets open just because he's that good. So that'll be a I really think that they're gonna beat the the Patriots, honestly. I think they opened up as five point underdogs. Death, taxes, and Patriots over Chargers. Wow. Dang, man. I don't know. I uh I like the matchup. I really do. What's going to bite us in the ass more against the Patriots? Donnie or a die? Ooh-wee. So against the Ravens, last game they picked on number 37. This game, he was more aggressive. Just I mean, they, they really didn't have a chance to do that. But you can bet, just put all the chips to the table and – know that 37 is going to have a bullseye on his back. I will be very surprised if they don't attack him just by like running two seams at him, just by trying to get him to go one way on play action, which who we is he, is he a pain to watch on that? But I imagine it'll be a die just because he'll have more opportunity. I don't, I really don't think that they're going to need a uh, need Jones too much, man. They, uh, Teams that teams that usually slow down the Chargers have like a really good pass rush, or just like get to Rivers right away. So the Patriots have a like Stephon Gilmore this year. He's he's been like a top two, top three corner, like hands down, almost. That's almost like objective. He's been very very good, and I I don't recall if he's gonna sh- if he does move around like he follows people, but I can guarantee in man situation on like third down. He'll be on Keenan Allen. Like, that'll be a really good matchup. So, um, going to need like a Mike Williams or like a Tyrell to just make plays. How about that drop by Tyrell? If he doesn't drop, did they score on that drive? I don't even remember if they scored a touchdown on that drive. But that play by Rivers, that was, that was like vintage, old, non, you could just say, I guess, non December Rivers, where he had some pressure, he needed some time, and he just kept like, uh, just buying time by fleeing the pocket, just fleeing the pocket, fleeing the pocket, and was able to make a play. That was like a big, big time play. And like Tyrell had it and everything. And then the DB comes out and knocks it away. He, you can tell he's mad at himself. You can he knows that he goofed on that one, but that was a that was a hell of a play. <laughs> Rivers ran like an animal today. Yeah, that uh, that uh first down run that he had that was like his longest of the season. <laughs> That's so bad, man. Yeah, he, uh, he, but he got up and like signaled the first down. My favorite play that I saw from Rivers today was um, well, the Ravens punted out of their own end zone, and it looked like the ball landed like well short of midfield. And Rivers has his hand up and is running down, spotting where the ball went out of bounds. I laughed my ass. So that was so funny to me. He's like constantly talking shit to other people, and you know it has to get under your like it has to get on your nerves. You. That would bother me so much. Um, they said that Matt, like when Matt Judon hit him and he got hurt and Rivers told him that's what you get. Like that that guy, I can only imagine how he is in practice or what I wonder what he's like at home. Does he talk shit to his kids? Like imagine him just just giving shit and you know he's got material because he has a goddamn house full, but oh man, that guy, I can only imagine. Um, let's get let's see the Patriots have on defense. Uh, Jason McCourty's the other corner. He's older. Yeah, I 
outside of Gilmore, they should have some some success for sure. Devin McCourty's questionable. That's interesting. But if you just look at their listen to these names, do any of these names sound like sound like they are like they are athletic? Trey Flowers is, is a very good pass rusher. Lawrence Guy, hello. Um Malcolm Brown was a good run stopper. Uh, Dietrich Wise, not fast, not like athletic, won't give you problems. Kyle Van Noy is more like of a smart kind of guy. I don't think Landon Roberts is fast. I know Dante Hightower is not fast. And then Patrick Chung, who is good, but I feel like he's, I mean, he's he's just good. We'll leave it at that. And then McCourty is not fast. Devin McCourty is questionable. He's very good. Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, they're just like a like a Bill Belichick defense. Smart guys uh, know how to play, but you can beat them, and it's that's been happening. The Patriots just happen not to play anybody. So um, an issue will be stopping James Devlin on short down, short field, and goal line. We get a lot of conversions for them. So the one of the Patriots' best plays though is like the the quarterback sneak is like their 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 main. Uh, Short, short play. Tom Brady is like a hundred percent on, on those. I don't know. What do, what do you guys think? What, what would be your prediction for next week? I, I really do think that they're going to win. Just like I thought they're going to win, tomorrow, today, tomorrow. Um, I think the real problem will be the following week, and it doesn't matter who they play. Either of those other teams, whether it's the Colts or the Chiefs, I think that's going to be a showdown for sure. But obviously, you've got to get there first. Um. I don't know. I think we're good here, guys. Uh, Ravens, not much of a fight. Uh, came back late, so made it seem closer than it is. But don't forget, man, they made a lot of plays where the game should not, no, should not have been this close at all, man. That's just what the Chargers do. They like to make it interesting. Uh, cannot do that against a team like the Patriots, so can't continue to make mistakes, whatever it may be, offense, defense, staying in bounds, getting the first down. Um, making kicks, just that that kind of thing, punting the ball over 10 yards. But, oh, well, man, move on. Winners win. Uh, we will be back next Sunday, hopefully with AW. Take care, guys. Hello, I'm Ashley Carmen. I'm Caitlin Tiffany. We're the hosts of Why'd You Push That Button, the Verge's show about all the choices technology forces us to make. We're back for season three, talking about questions like, why do you delete your tweets? And why do you type in lowercase letters that make you seem like a serial killer? And why are you on an exclusive dating app? You're not that special. We're releasing a new episode every Wednesday, and you can find this anywhere you typically find podcasts, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. So go ahead and subscribe and check us out.